You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, you're welcome again to our broadcast, Taking Territories. I'm so delighted to bring to you the Word of God. And today we're going to be sharing on what I call a call to prayer. A call to prayer. This is time for prayer, okay? Yes, I'm calling for prayer. Declaring that it's time for us to pray, and I know you've been praying. We've we've, we've had a lot of prayer going on, especially um, with the pandemic. I, I noticed that the prayer level in the body of Christ has really risen. But um, yes, we still need to look into the Word of God concerning prayer, and uh, there are there is so much the Bible has to say about prayer. And uh, did you know that? Um, um, prayer, prayer is addressed primarily to the Father. Okay, the Godhead is involved in prayer. All right, yes. So the Father is the one that receives the prayers. The prayers are made in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit and then um, Jesus are actively involved in prayer in our prayer lives. So I'm here to bring to you the Word of God and I want to encourage you to uh, build a strong lifestyle of prayer. It's important for your prayer life to be strong. Why? Because then there are many things that God will do in your life when you pray. Let's look at the scripture in the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 6 and I'll read from verse, uh, verse 5. Jesus is speaking here. You know, you remember when he was preaching the Sermon on the Mount, there's an aspect of it where he's dealing with prayer. And he says, And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. Imagine that. If the motive for prayer is not right, then it would be a waste of time. All right. So Jesus is saying, he's, he's, he's saying that there are hypocrites that pray, and they pray to impress people. We don't pray to impress people. We don't, we don't want to impress people with our prayer. We want to impress God with our prayers. All right. Then look at verse 6. It says, but you, when you pray go into your room and when you have shut your door pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly so I don't know about you I want some open rewards so because of that I'm going into the secret place to pray I'm going to pray I'm going to pray why? Yes, I want to pray in secret so that God will do things in my life openly. Hallelujah. And that's why we need to pray. Alright, then he goes on. He says, And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Listen to me, it's not by your many words. It's not by how much you repeat the words. 
is not by how many times you say um, you say the the the, the the rosary or whatever it is, it's not according to that. Listen, yes, God is speaking to us here and he's giving us wisdom. Jesus doesn't want you to go on a fruitless spiritual exercise. He wants your prayers to be fruitful. And I also want us to, um, to begin to look into the word of God even as we pray. And we're going we're gonna to deal with different aspects of prayer. And one of the things I love about prayer is how it is able to change things. How it is able to change lives. Okay. Yes. So it says uh, you should not be like them. Verse 8 it says, therefore do not be like them for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. So it's not by vain repetition. Now, repetition is not bad on its own, but vain repetition is what is bad. For example, if you're, rep- I, I mean, there have been times that I've found myself in prayer, you know, you, 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 you get into a, um, uh, you get to a place in prayer whereby you, you know, you, you are, you are burdened and you are, you, you are, uh, you find yourself repeating certain things, but it is out of a burden. So, if, if when you get to that place, it's not vain repetition. Alright? It's not vain repetition. So, there is a place um, for that in our prayer lives. And I, I, and I want to say this, that prayer is so, so important in God's scheme of things. Prayer actually is more important than we have imagined. Now, I've heard people make fun of prayers, and I tell you, I don't know, I don't understand, but I, one thing I know is that prayer is powerful. Uh, prayer is, is, uh, is an instrument that God has used to do so many things, um, uh, both in biblical times and in history, and even in our contemporary time. We've seen God do things through the power of prayer the power of prayer so I want to call you to pray I want to say to you yield yourself give yourself more to prayer now because God is about to do some great and mighty things in your life God is about to do great things in the body of Christ on the earth in our generation so we want to we want to be in that place where we begin to pray 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 now uh, I don't know what you have in mind concerning prayer and what prayer means to you. Okay, to some people, prayer is um, to some people prayer is just you know uh, I have this, I need this, Lord, give me this, do this for me, do this for me, do this for me, and that's what some people know about prayer. That's all some people actually know about prayer, and there is a place for that. But I'm telling you, there is much more that the Bible has to say about prayer than just making requests. Just making requests. God made provision for your requests. The Bible says in uh, Philippians chapter 4, in Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, it says, uh, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So prayer is one of the ways that we petition God. Prayer is one of the ways that we make requests to God. 
It's through prayers that we ask God to do things. And so there is a place for that. Okay. There is a place for that. And you address your prayer. You address your prayer primarily to the Father. I've not seen a place in the Bible where uh, the, the Bible says you should pray to the Holy Spirit for instance. Now I'm not saying you cannot commune with the Holy Spirit or talk to the Holy Spirit. You can do that. Um, I've not seen a place where it says that you should pray to Jesus. It says we should pray um, to the Father. All right, We should pray to the Father. Yes, we can talk to Jesus, but primarily, primarily the Father is the one that receives our prayers. He receives our prayers. So we pray to the Father and we do it in the name of Jesus. Okay? Yeah. These are like the ABCs of prayer. You pray to the Father and you pray in the name of Jesus. You don't go in your name because um, your name is not good enough. Your good works cannot earn you um, audience with God. Your righteousness is like filthy rags. So you need Jesus. You need the name of Jesus. Okay? Yes. So you need the name of Jesus in order to gain the attention of God the Father. And that's why Jesus said we should pray. We should pray to the Father in his name. Alright? In his name. Hallelujah. So, I love, I love um, reading about the life of Jesus. And especially his prayer life. When you look at his prayer life, it's amazing. You know that prayer is the only thing that the disciples asked Jesus to teach them about. They didn't say to him, teach us to, pray, to preach. No, they didn't say, teach us how to work miracles. They saw great miracles. They saw Jesus raise the dead. They saw Jesus perform all kinds of miracles, casting out demons and all of that. But they never requested for a teaching on preaching. They never requested for a teaching on miracles. They, they never requested for a teaching on any other thing but prayer. All right. So they asked him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples to pray. Why? Why did they say that? Because they saw the impact of Jesus' prayer life. They saw the impact of his prayer life. And because of that, they requested for that. Yeah, they asked him to teach them to pray. So there are aspects of prayer that can be taught. There are aspects of prayer that can be taught. But not every aspect of prayer can be taught. I must tell you that. Yeah, there are some aspects that can be taught. But some aspects cannot be taught. They have to be caught. Yes. You have to catch them. Okay. So, you, 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 you can't just get it by, 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 by listening. You know, you have to be in an environment, in an atmosphere where there is an impartation that takes place. So, uh, that's, a, that's, that's what I have observed about prayer in my life. You know, I've been a Christian from my childhood, and I'm telling you, I've seen lots and lots of things that prayer has done. I was actually raised, um, um, I was raised by a praying mother, and uh, um, uh, as a child, you know, prayer was so, so, so um, emphasized in my upbringing. We used to pray all the time. My mother would call us. It's time to pray. And before you know it, in a few hours, she'll call again. It's time to pray. In a few hours, she calls again. It's time to pray. 
And you know, it was, it was, <laughs> I didn't like it to be honest at that time. I didn't like it. But um, in hindsight, looking back, it has helped to shape me, to make me where I am today. Yeah, now to pray, it's a, it's, it's, it's a delight. It's always a delight to pray. It, at first, it was not a delight, okay? Yeah, it was not a delight. It was, it was something else. <laughs> yeah, but uh, with time, with time, we, we, uh, my siblings and I, we, we grew up uh, learning to pray by seeing a mother pray and also engaging us in prayer. So prayer is important. Prayer is important. Yes. So Jesus is giving us is giving us some 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 principles here about prayer. All right. He's giving us some principles about prayer. First of all, your prayer must not be for the purpose of having people to be impressed, for people to see, to see so that they can be impressed and say, Wow, I didn't know you could pray like that. Oh my goodness. You mean you prayed for one hour? That is incredible. You know, you, that's not the reason for prayer. We don't pray because of um, what people would say, you know, just to impress people. We don't do it for that reason. But rather, Jesus encourages us that when we pray, do it in secret. Do it in secret. Now, does that mean we shouldn't have public gatherings of prayer? No, that's not what it means. You know, on a personal level, you need to have your own times that you pray. You go before God in prayer. And pray. Pour out your heart to God in prayer. Pour out your heart to God in prayer. And if you pour out your heart to God in prayer, guess what? God is going to hear your prayers. And God will answer you. And when he answers you, he's not going to answer it in secret. He will answer it openly. Even though your prayer was made in secret. Alright. So, that's important. So what is prayer? Prayer, many people have defined prayer in different ways. Prayer, some people say, is communication with God. Prayer is communication with God. Indeed, prayer is communication with God. Why? Because through prayer, we are able to express our hearts to God. We are able to express our desires to our Father. We are able to share our innermost um, thoughts with God in prayer. So prayer is communication with God. Where you speak to God and God speaks back to you. Alright? So there is that aspect of prayer. The communication aspect of prayer. But what I've realized is that prayer is not just communication with God. Although that is part of it, but that is not all. There is uh, to prayer. Okay, so prayer is also through prayer. Prayer is a means to birth, to birth the purposes of God. So it's not just about communication. It's a spiritual um, engagement that leads to the birthing of God's purposes, God's will, God's, um, God's, God's plans. We need to pray for them to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that's why you see when Jesus says, when he teaches the disciples to pray in, um, in verse 9, he said, In this manner therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed 
be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So you see that prayer is more than communication. It's also an avenue through which God's will gets transferred from heaven to the earth. God's will gets transferred from heaven to the earth. How does that happen? Through prayer. Through prayer. So if, God's, if it is God's will, for instance, if it is God's will for someone to, um, to experience certain things in their life, and you begin to pray, pray, and pray, then those things begin to happen in that person's life. Why? Because of prayer. So prayer is a means of birthing the will of God and the purposes of God. Very, very important. So that's more than communication. It's more than communication. So some people just leave prayer at the level of communication. And that is, um, that, that is, that is fine, but it's, it doesn't give you all that is available. All right. So, yes, it's communication with God where you talk to God and God can talk to you. But you need to move to the place where you begin to birth things. For example, did you know that even when you receive a prophetic word, when you receive a prophetic word, um, if you believe in in the gifts of the Spirit, there's one of the gifts of the Spirit called the gift of prophecy, you know, where um, people are inspired by the Holy Spirit, by inspired by the Holy Spirit to speak to men for edification, exhortation, and comfort. Alright? So when people speak like that, maybe they say, God, this is what God is saying about you, this is what God wants to do in your life, and all of that, you, you know, you're excited. Wow, God is going to bless me. God is going to use me like this. God is going to open this. And as great as that is, do you know that you need to pray for those things to come to pass? You need to pray. Yes, you need to pray. So many prophetic words are not coming to pass because people are not praying. Paul told Timothy, Wage a good warfare with the prophetic words that have been given to you. Yes. So you need to go to God in prayer. You need to begin to pray for God's word to be fulfilled in your life. Yeah. So that second aspect of prayer is vital. It's vital. And I believe that that is one of the things that we need to, we need to begin to emphasize strongly today in the body of Christ. Alright? Praying so that we can birth the purposes of God. Birth the will of God. Isn't that amazing? Yes, it is. So, prayer. You know, you want the will of God to be done in your life, then you better pray. You better pray. Don't, don't believe the, 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 the popular French saying, what will be, will be. No, what will be, will not be. If you don't make it to be. Hallelujah. So, God purposed. God purposed for certain things to happen. And guess what? Somebody has to birth it in prayer. Somebody has to birth it in prayer. 
And that's why prayer is important. And you'll find that well, even before the birth of Jesus, although the birth of Jesus was prophesied by the prophet Isaiah, it was prophesied by Isaiah um, centuries before, uh, before Jesus was born. Okay? And the other prophets have prophesied, even Moses prophesied um, about Jesus. And guess what? For it to happen, for it to happen, God used uh, intercessors like Anna. Uh, an intercessor like Anna was there praying day and night. She dedicated her life. She was a widow. You know, had just been married for a few years. Her husband died. And she decided to dedicate the rest of her life to prayer. And guess what? God used her prayer you know, to bring to pass the fulfillment of his word. God used that prayer. So, whenever God wants to do things, he begins to stir people up to pray. He begins to stir people up to pray. I have witnessed several mighty moves of God in my life in different, different times, in different countries, where there's, I mean, there was uh, manifestations of of, of, of the power of God, the move of God, the supernatural exploding, exploding, uh, you know, on a massive scale. I've, I've, I've witnessed that uh, several times. But one of the things I found very, I mean, I found to be common to all of these is that they're always preceded by prayer. They're always preceded by prayer. So when people begin to pray, when God, God begins to stir the hearts of people to pray, and people begin to set aside time to pray, they begin to pray, then things begin to happen in the realm of the Spirit. The will of God as it is in heaven begins to come to the earth. There are some times that it takes long prayers, long um, protracted periods of time in prayer for certain things to be birthed on the earth. Alright, so even, even for John the Baptist, remember his father was busy praying. And this guy had been praying and he had been living a prayerful life. Uh, and I believe that, you know, um, when the time came, the angel came. Even though the guy had some doubt and he was, he was um, rebuked for his doubt. But God still did what he wanted to do through the prayers, maybe prayers of Zacharias and his wife Elizabeth, and probably the prayers of Anna as well. Yes, because I'm telling you, God uses intercessors in ways that they never imagined. And, and those prayers are used to birth the things of God, to birth the will of God. Jesus said, in this manner, therefore pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Oh, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. So why, if it is the will of God, why can't it just drop from heaven? Why should you and I be involved? Do you know what? I'm telling you, although God is sovereign and he can do whatever he can, but he has chosen you to be part of 
to be in partnership with him. He has chosen you to be a co-laborer with him. So that he would not do things unless man is involved. As long as the earth is concerned. So, uh, uh, Paul says in, 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 in 1 Corinthians uh, 3 that we are co-laborers with God. We are co-laborers. And how do we labor? Part of how we labor is through prayers. It's through prayers. So prayers are important. It could it be that we are not seeing the hand of God as we should? We are not seeing the power of God as we should because people are not heeding the call to prayer. Could it be the reason? I believe so. I believe so. We are, we are more entertained in this generation than any other generation. Huh? I am saying that we need to go back to the place of prayer. Go read history. Lots of prayers took place. And what we are enjoying even in this generation is, is we are riding on the crest of the of the of the wave of prayer of previous generations. We are enjoying some of the things we're enjoying today because people prayed. People prayed. So what is our gener what is the next generation after us going to enjoy if we don't pray? What are they going to inherit from us? Is it just buildings and houses and cars and so on? No. We need to be able to also transfer a spiritual deposit. Hallelujah. And prayer is one of those, um, is one of those great uh, treasures that we can, we can pass down to the next generation. So it's time for us to pray. It's time for us to pray. It's time for us to pray so that God can begin to manifest His will on a scale that will blow our minds. You know, beyond our understanding. And I know God has been doing things. God has been doing things. And I know you've been praying, you know, uh, a little here, a little there, and so on. And, and great. That's fantastic. But I'm telling you that God is calling us. To rise to another level in prayer. It's causing us to go beyond just um, making requests. Just beyond just making petitions. Beyond just like uh, 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 communicating with God. To now birthing the will of God. Hallelujah. God, what is your will? What is your will for my family? And then you, I, I want to pray your will for my family. Holy Spirit, give me the utterance. Help me to pray according to your will for my family. Libra Then you, stand, you pray, you pray, you pray. Give yourself to prayer. Give yourself to prayer. I'm telling you, it will do you a lot of good. A lot of good. Don't listen to the people that make fun of prayer. I'm telling you, don't listen to them. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Some of them are successful. There was a time they used to be prayerful. But they have forgotten. Now they've become so successful that they're making fun of prayer. Remember, they used to be a people of prayer at some point. So don't listen to them. Just ignore um, those kind of um, uh, comments that ridicule prayer. Prayer is powerful. Prayer is powerful. It can save your life. It can preserve your life. It can preserve your family. 
And I have too many examples uh, concerning that. Alright? So prayer is it, 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 it's, it's communication, but it's also a means of birthing the will of God and the purpose of God. Yeah. So without prayer, some people, there are some people that cannot stand in the faith. Did you know that? Some people cannot stand strong in the faith. Some people cannot be established in the faith if we don't pray. And as disciples of Christ, as followers of Jesus Christ, we must be prayerful. We must be prayerful. Let me show you a scripture in um, Galatians chapter 4. I'll read Galatians chapter 4. And you see here, uh, Paul is making a statement. Um, he makes a statement here that is quite, uh, is quite revealing. You know, uh, as to one of the purposes of prayer. Okay. In Galatians chapter 4 and uh, in verse 19. Galatians 4 verse 19. And uh, he makes a statement. And he says there, My little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be fully formed in you. Yes. That is Paul talking. Glory to God. Galatians 3.19. No, sorry. 4.19. 4.19. Yeah. He says, My little children, for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. Can you see that? He says, I labor in birth until Christ is formed in you. Until Christ is formed in you. I labor in birth again. In other words, he did it before. Now he's doing it again. When did he do it before? He did it before they became Christians. He did it before they received the new birth. He did it before they entered into the kingdom of God. Alright? I travail. I travail in birth. You see? So... There are things that will not happen. There are people that will not get saved if we don't pray. That's just how it is. If we don't pray, people, some people won't get saved. And if we don't pray as well, some people won't get established in Christ. So he is saying to them, my little children, uh, for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in until Christ is formed in you. So in other words, he's not going to stop praying for them until he sees the full formation of Christ in them. Until he sees the character of Christ formed in them. He's not going to stop praying. And that's one of the things that prayer does. So if, if you think that people just by getting information will be established, you will be surprised. You'll be surprised. Yeah, information is great because it's, 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 it opens people up to, to, to God and to, uh, and to the things of God and so on. But in order for them to be established, right, there is a place, a role that prayer plays. So I'm calling on the disciples of Christ to go back to the place of prayer and start praying. Start pray, praying for people. Praying for people to be established. Praying for the will of God to be done in the lives of people. Praying for the will of God to be done in families. It is important that we do that. 
Hallelujah. So, it's, it's, it's important that we pray. It's important that we pray. Prayer will birth the purposes of God. To birth the will of God in the lives of people. So, every single one, do you know that God has, there is a will of God for every single individual on the earth today. There is not one person on the earth today that was not uh, planned by God. Their being on the earth today was planned by God. God thought about this person, thought through this person's life. From beginning to the end, God thought about all of that. And God has plans and desires for every single person. Yeah? So when we pray, we, we, we pray to bring the will of God. You know, to begin to be fulfilled in people's lives. Yeah. So that's an exciting thing. I don't know about you. To me, it's exciting that I can pray God's will to be fulfilled in somebody else's life. My goodness. What a privilege. What a privilege. So Paul shows us there. And you remember, um, you remember uh, the case of Peter, right? Uh, Jesus said to him, he said to him, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. But he says, I have prayed for you that your faith does not fail. I have prayed for you that your faith does not fail. And he says, when you are converted, strengthen your brethren. So you see, Jesus, um, Jesus was able, he was able to, through the ministry of prayer, secure Peter's faith. And that is one of the things that prayer does. It helps, you know, he says, Satan has asked for you. He desires to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you. I have prayed for you. And I'm calling on all Christian leaders. To pray more for the people. To pray more so that people's faith will not be, uh, will not be so shaken that they will faint. <laughs> no. We want, we, if we pray, if we pray enough. We pray enough, people can go through stuff. But they will still come out on top. So that's one of the things that prayer does. It will keep people secure in the will of God. It will stabilize people in the will of God. In turbulent times. Like now in this period, this pandemic period. We need more prayers. I'm telling you, the more prayerful you are, the more you will find out that you, know, you have what it takes to endure. To endure. Yeah. So, but when you, when you don't pray and you don't prioritize prayer, Small things can, can you know, can um, take you out in your walk with God. Small things can shake your faith to a level where you, 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 you feel like giving up. Do you know that there are major, major um, uh, people, make big uh, Christian celebrities and so on, that are turning their back on God? Do you know that? They, I mean, they are denying the faith. Denying the faith. Can you imagine that? 
Some people who have even inspired many people to worship God and to serve God. And now they're turning back to say, oh well, I don't know if I believe in God anymore. What is going on? It's lack of prayer that is producing this kind of result. It's lack of prayer. So we need to start. We need to go back to the place of prayer. So that we can pray. And help people to remain secure in the will of God. Very important. I'm telling you. Yes. Let me show you a scripture. Um, in Colossians. Colossians chapter 4. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Because. Um, uh, the Bible. I mean. Yeah. Because. There have been times that. I, I have been inspired by God. There have been times I have been inspired by God. To pray for some people. And sometimes I don't even tell them. I just pray. And I pray and I pray. I pray for them. And. They're about to hit something. They're, go, they're about to go through certain challenges. And then I pray ahead of them. You know. And I found that these people will go through those things. And then they come out. Stronger. Why? Prayer. Prayer. So I'm calling us to prayer. I'm calling the church to prayer. Calling the people of God to prayer. Now look at Colossians chapter, um, chapter 4. And I'll read verse 12. It says, Epaphras, who is one of you? A born servant of Christ greets you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Can you see that? Epaphras, who is, um, who, who is one of the leaders in the, in the early church, he's um, one of Paul's companions, he says he's always laboring in prayers. Some people also say that when you pray, you are not working. There's a Stop praying and go and work. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't work and you should just, all you do is just be there, just praying. But I'm just saying that prayer is also work in the, in the kingdom. It's part of work. It's part of work. Okay. So, uh, be careful what you say about prayer because you might just, you, 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 you might just exclude yourself from certain benefits of prayer. So, Epaphras was always laboring fervently for these people in prayer. He's laboring fervently for them in prayers. Look at that. Alright? It says, oh, he's, he was always laboring fervently for you in prayers, but you may stand perfect. Can you see that? That word perfect means mature. Means mature. So prayer helps to bring people to maturity as well. That you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. So there are aspects of the will of God that you will not be able to walk in if you don't pray. That's just it. So these guys, they used to spend time praying for the, for, for the disciples. They used to pray for their new converts who, you know, they were leading, to, uh, they, were, they, they, they were discipling. Okay, the people, they start as converts, they become disciples. So they, 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 they were always praying for these people, always laboring for them in prayer. So, I'm calling on you, if you are going to be a true follower of Christ, a disciple of Christ, 
you cannot exempt yourself from prayer. You can't take that out of, out of your, um, your Christian walk. No, no. It's, it's a vital part. So if Epaphras prayed, laboring for them in prayer. In other words, so when you pray, you are working in the spirit. In the spirit, you are working when you pray. Alright? So, so you see that it goes beyond just, um, God, do this for me, do this for me, do this for me. Although there's a place for that, but I'm telling you, they, it is the supreme task of prayer is to birth the will of God and the purposes of God. And that's what excites me about prayer. Because I know when I'm praying, I'm doing something for the kingdom of God. You know that the kingdom advances through prayer? Yeah, prayer. It's all the ways that the kingdom advances. That's why Jesus says, uh, we should pray and say, our Father in heaven, how be your name? Your kingdom come. So one of the ways that the kingdom comes is through prayer. And remember what the kingdom of God is. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So you want to see righteousness. We want to see righteousness in the land. We want to see joy in the land. We want to see peace in the land. Then we need to pray. We need to pray for the kingdom of God to manifest. We need to pray for the kingdom. Alright? So, uh, Paul also says in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20, he says there, he says, the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. So, when you're praying for the kingdom, you're praying for the power of God. You're praying for the power of God to manifest. So, these things are important. So, as we pray, as we go in prayer, as we continue to seek God in prayer, let us believe God. Let's pray. For the kingdom to, 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 to be manifested. Okay? So there's the communication aspect of prayer. And then there is birthing the purposes of God in prayer. Okay? But do you know also that prayer is one of the ways that you contend. You contend through prayer. Yeah, You contend through prayer. What do I mean by that? There is a, a, a warfare dimension of prayer. There is a warfare aspect to prayer. Yes. So there is a warfare aspect to prayer. Why? Because if you are going to take territory, guess what? The enemy is not going to allow you to just walk in and take it. No. <laughs> he's going he's, he's to resist you. He's going to say to you, what's wrong with you? Who gave you the right to come here and take this? So, uh, but prayer is one of the ways. It's one of the ways you do it. And that's why Jesus told us, he says, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Guess what? It's through prayers you do that. If you, you're through prayers. So, there is a prayer. There is a prayer where you restrict demonic activities. Where you restrict the advance of hell. When we pray. The more we pray. The more we pray. The harder it is for the enemy to have his way. It's harder for him to have his way. When we pray. Okay. Either, either in your life. In your family. In the church. In our communities. The more we pray. The more we pray. The more things, uh, you know, 
the, 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 the more the enemy loses grip, he begins to lose control. He begins to lose influence. We break his influence over people's lives. Do you know that a lot of the crime, all that we see, is not just ordinary. These are demons expressing themselves through people. Yeah. The God of this world blinds the eyes of people. And so it takes prayer. It takes prayer to remove the veil from people's eyes. It's through prayer that people will be liberated. So I pray. I pray for my community. I pray for my family. I pray, I pray for those, for, for my friends. I pray for people connected to me. I pray for them. Why? So that the will of God can be done in their lives. And then to stop and abort satanic plans. Every plan of Satan against your life through the power of prayer is aborted. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. I decree that over your life. I decree that in the name of Jesus. So the call to prayer is a call to war as well. It's a call to war. Glory to God. Yes. Look at, uh, let, let, me, let me read a scripture quickly. In 2 Corinthians in 2 Corinthians chapter, uh, chapter 10, chapter 10 and verse 4, he says, uh, verse 3, he says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Alright? We do not war according to the flesh. He says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the name of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Hallelujah. So, through prayer, we can cast down arguments. We can cast down imaginations. Imaginations, evil imaginations. Through prayer, we bring them down. Hallelujah. We pull them down. We bring them down. And that's one, that's, that's an aspect of prayer. And I know some Christians are so shy when it comes to prayer. You know, you just want to be meek and, meek and lowly and all of that. <laughs> I'm telling you, let me say this. It's good for you to be meek. Alright? To be meek before the Lord. To be meek before the saints and so on. But not before the enemy. You cannot be meek when it comes to the enemy. When it comes to the enemy, let the lion in you roar. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, God has equipped you. He's giving you all the tools that you need. But if you don't pray, they won't be effective. Through prayer, your weapons of warfare become more effective. Hallelujah. You see that in Ephesians 6.18. Hallelujah. So, I'm going to stop here. And let's just, I'm just encouraging you. I'm just inspiring you. And I say, this is a call to prayer. And believe God to do great things. Alright? Share your thoughts with God. But at the same time, let birth His will in your life and the lives of those around you, your loved ones. And also, let's contend for more ground in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you. I pray for my brother and my sister watching this broadcast and I pray oh God that you will stretch forth your hand over them 
have stretched forth your hand. And I ask, oh God, for the spirit of grace and supplication, the spirit of prayer to come upon them. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke every attack on their prayer lives. And Lord God, strengthen them as they pray. Equip them, oh Father God. Lord God, and I just ask, oh God, that you would, you would begin to do great things, exploits through them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you want to give your life to Jesus, I want to pray for you. This is your, your, um, you're watching us and you, you, you have not given your life to Jesus. You want to do that, I will pray for you. Alright? So say this after me. Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord. And I confess with my mouth. Yes, Jesus is my Lord. Jesus, come into my heart. Wash away my sins. And make me a new person. Thank you, Father. Amen. Alright. If you prayed that prayer, I want to pray for you. Father, I speak and I break every, every power of sin. Every ancestral um, limitation. Every ancestral spirit. Oh, Father, every curse over their lives I revoke right now in the name of Jesus. Lord God, and I ask, oh God, that the reality of the new creation will dawn upon them. Let your kingdom manifest in their lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I want you to contact us, you know, on the email, the email address on the, on the screen, or you can send us a WhatsApp, and uh, we want to hear from you, okay? Talk to someone about this broadcast. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram. God bless you. Until next week. Amen. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.